Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Hello and welcome to episode number 19 of the Real Life Business Podcast, the show that helps you balance running your business with everything else that goes on in our lives to create the lifestyle that we want to be living rather than have our business take over our lives. And trust me, as an accountant turned business coach, I have been in this game over 15 years and have seen firsthand the difference it makes to proactively choose the life and business we want to have over being left to react to whatever the universe throws our way. Now, if you listened last week, you would know that we took a break from our usual interview style format, which I do from time to time, and we spoke about focus. We spoke about focus having two layers, that first layer being the surface layer, being the actions and the tasks, the physical things that we're choosing to focus on. That's the what we need to do. Then there's that deeper layer to focus being our thoughts and our beliefs. And this is more in line with how we should be doing the things. Now, last week, we spoke about the surface level. We talked about how we choose what to prioritize, how we manage our distractions and how we deal with it when shit hits the fan. And I'll post the link to that episode in the show notes to this one. So if you did miss that or you haven't gotten around to listening to it that yet, then I'll put the links in the show notes to this episode. This week, before we get back to our interview format, we're going to dig a bit deeper and we're going to unpack how our thoughts and our beliefs impact where we're at right now in our business. Why is it important that we need to know that focus has two layers? Well, we could be doing all the right things. We could be thinking that, we, you know, we could be focusing on all the things that we think we should be doing, all the things that people tell us we should be doing, yet we still might not be seeing the results that we want to be seeing in our business. And why that is, is because we're probably inadvertently or unconsciously holding ourselves back by what we're choosing to believe. Now, when I say choosing, I say that lightly because more often than not, it's our unconscious mind that is choosing to hang on to beliefs that aren't serving us. So we might not consciously be doing things that are holding ourselves back, but essentially that's what's going on underneath the surface. So the easiest way for me to explain that is to share with you a little seemingly unrelated, but yet totally relevant story. And it all happened a couple of weeks ago when me, the hubby and the boys were up the back of our property wood chopping. So in the past, we have been one of those families who will go up the back with the ute, the trailer and the chainsaw on a Sunday afternoon and we will collect wood manually. We will, hubby will chop the tree The kids and I will load the logs into the back of the ute and the trailer. We'll drive back to the woodshed. Hubby and the boys get their blockbusters and start busting the logs, uh, splitting them, and then we take them down to our wood pile. That's been how we've done it for years. And for the last couple of years, um, Terry has been saying, you know what, we really should think about investing in a wood splitter. It's going to make things so much quicker. It's going to make things so much easier. And the fact that he has his own business as well, you know, he's an electrician. 
I'm 100% on board with that because I figure if he does his back splitting wood with a blockbuster, then the least case scenario is that he'll be out of action for a few days, um, which obviously isn't good for him and it isn't good for our income earning potential. So I was all for it. I'm like, yep, let's get a blockbuster. So cut a long story short, we got a um, we got a wood splitter. And this was the probably the second outing for this wood splitter, perhaps the first as a family. And as you can imagine, the boys were very enthusiastic to help out. So we get everything set up and hubby's there chopping the big chunks of wood. I'm putting them up onto the wood splitter, splitting them up. The boys are putting them into the back of the ute. Then Kai wants a turn. Now, for those who don't know the dynamics of my family, Kai is our eldest son. He's 11. And so we did the whole safety talk. We gave him the goggles. We gave him the gloves. We told him how to do it. Off he goes. He starts doing it very carefully at first, puts the log on, moves the arm, splits the wood, puts it onto the table, yada, yada. You can probably imagine where this is going. As his confidence starts to build, his pace starts to build and he starts getting much quicker and quicker at putting the wood onto the table, moving the arm, splitting the wood, putting it back onto the the table to go back onto the ute. Now, anyone who doesn't know um, about how a wood splitter works, essentially it's this huge hydraulic, I think, um, ram that sort of you put the wood on a table and this sort of real slow moving axe type thing pushes itself into the wood and essentially splits it open. Now, what Mr. Eleven decided to do in his haste was that he didn't quite get the piece of wood up against the backing board straight and his little pinky slipped down behind the piece of wood in between the wood and the backing board. So as this ram was coming in and pushing the piece of wood and splitting it open, his finger was getting crushed against the backing board. Now this all happened in a matter of seconds, obviously, otherwise his finger would have come off. Um, but he, you know, I saw what was happening. I yelled out to him. He pushed the, pushed the lever to stop it. And, you know, the poor kid, he was wearing gloves, but he, you know, he was in agony because he'd suddenly realized that he was crushing his finger. Now, as you can imagine, there was all sorts of pandemonium that followed as he ran around, grabbing his hand, waving it around, saying, claiming it was broken, screaming, crying, yelling, swearing, cursing, all the things that we would do if we trapped our hands in the back of a hydraulic ram as well. So we have eventually calmed him down enough to sit him down and take his glove off. There's me secretly not wanting to take his glove off because I don't want to see the mess of his finger. But we take his glove off and, you know, yes, it's it's very purple. It's very bruised, but it's it's not as bad as it could be. There were no broken nails. I don't know about you, but I can't and broken nails. I reckon I could watch open heart surgery, but if if someone splits their nail like right down the middle or, you know, traps their finger in something and their nail breaks and goes black, it's just something that sends shivers right through me. So thankfully there was no damage to his nail. It was, it was literally the poor kid had just slipped his little pinky down the back of this log and it had just sort of crushed sort of from the knuckle down essentially. Didn't think it was broken because there was still some movement there. Um, so, you know, we're up in the, we're up in the middle of the bush. We're like, okay, right. Let's get him back to the house. Let's get it bandaged up. Now at this point, I'll add, we had been doing 
all the right things. So we had sat him down, we had calmed him down, we'd taken his glove off, we'd supported his hand, we'd cleaned it up, we'd cleaned him up, we'd given him um, some Panadol because we knew the pain would kick in. So we had done all the right things I believe we had anyway, we'd done all the right things to help alleviate his pain. Yet he was still feeling pain because it was the crushed finger that he was focusing on. Obviously, like think about it, like, you know, it, there's a bit of shock there obviously as well, but, you know, he just crushed his hand in a, in a wood splitter. So he was focused on his hand and how much it must be hurting. And therefore, even though we were doing all the right things to stop it from hurting, it was still hurting because that was what he was focusing on. Okay, so it's probably 10 minutes or so later now, um, trying to talk him into going back to the house. And he decides that he wants to walk back. He doesn't want to sit and bounce around in the car. He wants to walk back. So he and I started walking down the hill and just started chatting we're talking about all sorts of things. I can't actually remember what we were talking about, but all sorts of things on the nice walk back through the bush. And after a few minutes, he turns and he was like, huh, he goes, my hand's not hurting anymore. Now, there are people out there that would say, okay, well, perhaps the Panadol kicked in and perhaps it did. There were, perhaps there was some element to that. Yes. But he, he made the link. He was like, I wasn't looking at it. I wasn't focused on it I wasn't thinking about it because we were talking about blah 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 or whatever we were talking about and he goes and it, it didn't hurt and he goes now now actually I can feel it now it hurts because I'm talking about it again and in that moment he had made for himself the realization of why I believe our thoughts and our beliefs are so important in determining what we achieve or what we don't achieve so when we're focusing in that moment, when he was focusing on his crushed finger and how much it hurt, even though we had taken all the correct actions and done all the right things and done everything we could to mitigate his pain, he was still feeling pain. Yet when he chose a different thought process, when he chose a different thing to focus on, the pain started to go away. And that's the really key lesson that I want to get across from this little bite-sized episode. Because that logic, that way of thinking can absolutely 100% determine our success or not in business. Another really quick, um, another really quick story, another really quick example. Years ago, I had a client and um, she was brilliant at what she did, absolutely brilliant at what she did, yet was not getting the results that she wanted. She wasn't getting the clients that she knew she could serve and essentially cut a really real long story short. And when we were talking about success and what success meant to her, she shared a story about um, about her childhood. She shared how she shared what her childhood was like. She shared the fact that her, um, her father was an entrepreneur, was a businessman and what growing up as a child with a, a dad who worked really hard, what that looked like. 
And essentially, the belief that she'd formed in her head was that having a successful business meant working essentially 24-7 and not seeing your kids. And so even though she wanted it so badly, you know, she wanted this amazing business uh, doing the thing that she was passionate about and that she loved and that she could do so well, she was holding on to this unconscious belief of if I have a successful business, I'm going to neglect my family. And, and so the work that we then did was shifting that belief. And if it, you know, if it wasn't, if it didn't mean that, what did it mean instead? That's irrelevant to this conversation. What is relevant is the fact that we can hold ourselves back by what we choose to believe. So what do we do about it? If we, if you're sitting here listening to this thinking, oh shit, you know, maybe, maybe this is why I'm feeling like this, or maybe this is why I'm struggling so hard to make that decision, or maybe this is why I'm finding it so hard to um, branch out or X, Y, Z, whatever it is. What do we need to do? We need to firstly dig deep and think really long and hard about what we are choosing to believe to be true. Once we've done that, we need to work out, well, what is actually true? What do I need to believe to be true instead? What do I believe now? So that's a sort of series of four questions. What am I choosing to believe is true right now? What is actually true? What do I need to believe to be true? And therefore, what do I believe now? And the final like really important step in that process is to thank those old beliefs because let's face it, we've got to where we are right now because of everything that we're unconsciously choosing to believe, whether we realize it or not. So we say thank you. Thank you, limiting belief of my hand is hurting. You've got me to where I am right now. You've got me through shock. You've got me to, you know, the bottom of the hill. I'm now at home, but I'm now choosing to believe that my hand isn't broken, that I'm actually going to be okay. And yeah, I don't, I don't need you anymore. So thank you. But this is what I'm choosing to believe instead. And then create a mantra out of it. You know, when it's related to your business, create a morning mantra to create something that you say to yourself every day, because trust me, just listening to a 15 minute podcast and then deciding, hey, I'm not going to believe that anymore. I'm going to believe something else. It ain't going to stick. It isn't going to last. We need to have a consistent and repetitive way of teaching ourselves that we don't need those limiting beliefs anymore. We don't need to focus on those things that are holding ourselves back. We need to consciously focus on the thoughts, on the beliefs that are going to move us forwards. So have a little chant, have a little, have them written on a post, you note that you stick on your mirror. You know, success doesn't mean that I'm going to abandon my family. Success means that I'm going to be able to provide for my family and have like, you know, infinite resources to be able to go on holidays and, and, and buy my family whatever they need. Success equals experiences, for example. Have that as a sticky note that sticks on your mirror as you're getting ready in the morning, as opposed to success is meaning I'm going to desert my family. Now, this is a massive conversation. People work with coaches over long periods of time to identify these limiting, unresourceful beliefs and work on changing them, work on these blocks to, to change what we believe to then move us forward. So as I said, a 15-minute podcast is not going to be the be-all and end-all. What I want this episode to bring is awareness, awareness of the way 
that what we choose to focus our thoughts on might actually be the very thing that is holding us back from achieving what we want to achieve that is holding our businesses back from evolving into that next level of where we want to take them. So use this as a guide. If you need some help, if you are listening to this thinking, oh my God, this is exactly what is going on with me. How the hell am I going to identify what's holding me back though? If this has brought anything up for you, please, please reach out. You can email me at claire at reignitepc.com.au. You can message me on Instagram or you can book in for a complimentary 30-minute business bouncing call and I'll put the booking link to those in the, epi- in the episode show notes to this episode as well. So if this has triggered anything for you, then please reach out and do something about it because both you and your business will thank yourself for it. Now, next week, we will be back to our usual interview format and I am speaking with Joanne Holbrook an author, a coach, and a course facilitator about her journey into growing into the businesswoman that she now is. It is a, it's a really fascinating conversation that ties in really nicely to what we've been talking about here. It's about building our capacity and stretching into what we believe to be true, what we believe to be possible in order to achieve great things in our business so join us next week for that that is all from me for this week if you haven't already please subscribe to the show on your podcast app of choice and if you do listen on apple or itunes i would be really really grateful of a five-star review because that is really going to help build awareness and um, spread the word of real life business Share this episode with anyone in your network who you believe needs to hear it. And until next time, bye-bye.